Hi, welcome to Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. My name is Rene from Reply, and today we're going to talk about Microsoft Mesh anti-enterprise Metaverse collaboration. And for this, I'm honored to have no one else, special expert, Puni Kaufmann. Hi, Puni. How are you today? Hi, Renee. It's so wonderful to be here. This is exciting. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us today. Uh, first things first, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background as it relates to anything Metaverse, collaboration, and so on? Sure, absolutely. Um, I am the group product manager in Mesh Platform and Services. So I'm responsible for Mesh Fundamentals, which encompasses a lot of the compliance, digital safety, security, privacy, the IT admin experience, and then service telemetry. I've had multiple roles in the last few years um, at Microsoft you know, with these immersive experiences, but uh, this is my recent change. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, important topics, right? Privacy, security is very Absolutely. important. Like otherwise, like there's no metaverse going to happen. If we don't feel safe, if we don't feel secure, right? That's not going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we all have a duty to uh, focus and deliver a responsible metaverse. And especially, you know, thinking through Microsoft, Microsoft being, you know, a company that's trusted in the enterprise and we, we have our mission and values on that. I think it's going to be very, very important. Yes. Um, you know, there's a question, my first question I actually ask to every guest. And so let's start with a simple but also complex question. What is the metaverse for you and where do you see the potential and opportunities? Uh, oh, what a wonderful connect, uh, question. So let me tell you, I see the metaverse as an emerging concept, right, which represents a new platform for human engagement. I work in collaborative apps. So metaverse is the next level of interaction in the virtual and physical worlds. And it's persistent, providing enhanced immersive experiences. Um, and I feel like right now we are at the early stages of the metaverse in scenarios. Um, we have, you know, scenarios that a lot of people have seen around mixed reality, digital twins, and AI enabled edge computing. But you know, I truly believe, um, you know, that's really where the metaverse is to today and where we feel it's going to go for the enterprise. I think that people will experience the metaverse for immersive collaboration, industrial immersive use, and obviously for gaming and entertainment experiences through immersive worlds. And that's a, that's a fantastic, um, you know, explanation. I think the, the whole kind of idea is that we as human can collaborate, right? And exactly. So, and so Microsoft Mesh is, is going into that direction. So let's talk about Microsoft Mesh. Uh, but first thing first, can you please explain to our audience, what is Microsoft Mesh and which are the main usage scenarios? Great question, Renee. Um, when you think about Microsoft Mesh, let me tell you, it really empowers people to come together in shared immersive experiences across PCs, Macs, mobile, VR, and AR. I think, 
you know, when you think about this, we want to create enjoyable experiences that is included in their day-to-day activities with technology that they already use, like Teams, right? So we've released avatars for Teams. Um, You know, having this type of remote social interaction will require people to uh, engage more and the interactions to be really unique. Right. So that it can help drive conversations, address video fatigue, eliminate nerves. We know that we know that users have expectations right about how experiences will work and what they want to engage in. And so where we see mesh, we see mesh spanning across work in the enterprise, of course, you know, all hands meetings, new employee onboarding, learn and play. We see it really enabling all aspects of life, right? Whether it's for collaboration, building social connections, learning new disciplines, a hobby, building brand engagement with a new or diverse uh, audience, or just watching concerts from your own home, right? Just uh, so think about Microsoft Mesh as enabling you to build immersive worlds to design showcases, new products, and engage fans. Awesome. And like you just said, Avatars also just launched in public preview, or is it yes. GA already? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Stay tuned for announcements. It's coming. <laughs> so, uh, folks, if you're using Teams, um, there's an, an app. You can go to the app section in your Teams client, and then you can find type in Avatars. And then you find these avatars app uh, by Microsoft, and then you can install that, open it, and uh, well, configure your own avatar, and then use it in Teams calls uh, instead of your webcam, which is really cool, actually. In fact, I was, you know, initially I was a little bit skeptic about it, like why would I use my avatar instead of my video feed? Yeah. But then, you know, there's there's a bunch of use cases. In fact, like you know, I might, you know, like for me, look at me, like I might have a bad <laughs> hair day at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to turn on the webcam today, um, but can still be an avatar. And and these avatars are also quite expressive, right? Like you can yes. like with emotions and stuff. Can you talk absolutely. a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. When you think about the immersive, you know, experience in Teams and bringing your avatars to address video fatigue, and we do Avatar Fridays, and everybody does Fun Day Mondays, you know, and so it's really nice, but. You know, thinking about like reactions, when you start using reactions in Teams, it actually is synced with your avatar. So if I were to heart a a presentation or something, my avatar will actually be like this. We all have like the reactions going, hey, hey, waving, you know, and it's really fun because it makes it more engaging. And then you have the ability to you set up more emotes. You have a list of emotes to select from and pick in your favorites and use those throughout the conversations. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been just ever since the release meeting with customers and they are skeptics at first too, right? I mean, a lot of people are like, really? You know, what? why would you use this avatar? But I've started doing presentations in them to show how real, lifelike, and it's only going to get better in time, right? But to get people to see how engaging it truly can be. And, uh, you know, by the end of the presentation, people are really excited about it. 
So I think it's going to take time. I believe that, you know, people are going to try it. I think there'll have to be some etiquette around it, right? So that you're not impersonating people. I think there'll be, this is a whole new space. So bringing it into the enterprise, you know, we're, we're all learning together. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I also like about the uh, mesh avatars is they're quite diverse and also inclusive. Yes. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is one of the charters of my team. When you think about a responsible metaverse, you know, inclusion and equity, right? So we did a lot of research around inclusion and equity, looking at skin tones, looking at hair quality, um, looking at types of hair. And we're continuing to improve that based on the feedback that we receive from our customers and MVPs and, um, and groups that we partner with. We, you know, our research teams in Cambridge, as well as we've partnered with many other companies to really ensure that they are inclusive uh, and equitable, uh, there'll be more, right? It's just, uh, it's going to improve in time. I think our goal is really to get this out there. There was a lot of anticipation and people waiting for this. So we're like, let's get it out there and we'll just continually evolve and improve it. Awesome. And the avatars are, are one first step, right? Like in the, yes. in the long term, like you mentioned, we can create these virtual worlds, customized worlds for uh, internal, but also public external usage scenarios. Um, and then, of course, we can have like these collaborative meetings in, inside yes. of um, like mesh in the end. And like Absolutely. You, said, you can use a VR headset um, mm -hmm. to, to have like full stereo-free vision, but you can also just simply use your desktop client and... I think, um, what is the monthly usage numbers teams? I think it's 280 million or something. Yes. That's the last number I saw. And Absolutely. So this, is, this is also what I really love about the approach you're taking with Mesh is it's kind of an, it's a gateway into the metaverse for all these companies that already use an existing collaboration tool, isn't it? Yes, exactly. I mean, when you think about that, it was, it's really about leveraging the technology that you already own right? And then being able to build upon that, right? So having, you know, for us, it's, you know, we talk a lot about interoperability, right? And you hear a lot about the open metaverse. But when we think Microsoft Mesh being built as an open enterprise platform, you know, and as you said, it'll be supporting 2D, VR, AR endpoints, Windows, Mac, Meta, Oculus, Quest series, phones, tablets. I mean, this is being able to get the leverage and the value, your return on investment on your licenses and on the N365 platform. And with that, you know, Microsoft Mesh is built on Microsoft 365. So you get the benefit of security, compliance, privacy controls, so that you expect from Microsoft and why you trust Microsoft. So, you know, we're continuing to invest in this. It's going to be better and better. I always remind people five years ago when teams came out, you know, we push it out as the first internal team and, you know, it's nowhere where it was today. And you look at it now and it just, it's evolved and it's because of our customers. It's because of you, our leaders, our MVPs, our champions out there that give us this constant feedback to improve. And we listen and we help make the product better.
So look for more exciting things. You know, immersive meetings and custom worlds are definitely coming. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, can't wait. I can't wait for that. Uh, immersive meetings in uh, particular are quite interesting. I think, um, you know, we like in the team, like uh, I work with at Reply, we did a bunch of um, research and our own experiments like last year and the years before, of course, as well. Uh, but like we tried out a bunch of Metaverse platforms last year, for example, and also tried to have our team meetings inside of those various platforms. Yeah. And what what you noticed is um, oftentimes you, you might hear that, that the same thing with the avatars, right? Like, oh, you don't see the real person. Like you don't see the video camera, but you see an avatar of that person. So yeah, oh, that's not the real person and so on. But like we had a meeting with uh, you know colleagues in the US, Italy, Germany, UK or so. So quite yeah. distributed team, right? And what what I noticed is um, everyone was wearing a VR headset, so we were all quite immersed in the, in the kind of setting. And what I noticed is it doesn't really matter if you see the video frame of that person right. or if they really look like them or if they're more like comically. Well, not comically figures, but you know, an avatar in the end. And what I what I felt is, you still feel much more connected because you're fully immersed, right? You're yes. fully inside of it. Um, you have stereo 3D. You have also spatial sound, so you can actually hear. Yes. Like when someone over there is talking, I know immediately. Ah, gotta go look there. And uh -huh. with these modern VR headsets, we also have hand tracking, right? Yes. And so you can use controllers, of course, but but using your hands, and then you know, like me, I always explain with my hands. And so, <laughs> me too. Right. And so exactly. you feel still much more connected. And I was wondering, um, you also mentioned about video conference and fatigue, right? That, yes. And I, I love these Microsoft Future of Work studies uh, where they put together a lot of research and you know um, studies around, well, what is the, the future of work? Um, they did some great stuff about you know hybrid work models, especially when COVID came along. Um, they, they, they did a lot of really interesting studies and some great uh, research they have done there. So I'm wondering, like, what is it? Are we going to see a next version of that where we're also going to look into kind of, okay, how are, can we collaborate with Metaverse collaborative meetings uh, for a more, I would say, immersive meeting scenario, meeting with our colleagues? Absolutely. Oh, I think that it is definitely, you know, that is why Microsoft, you know, our organization is really uh, focused on uh, immersive experiences for teams, right? Because we see that. We've heard that all the studies indicate, you know, with the COVID shift and the pandemic, and now we're in an endemic where we're all have this hybrid work style. Um, we do want to feel engaged. You know, I don't know like about you. I go into the office one day or two days a week just to meet people and be with people. Right. But uh, we are working more and more to do these immersive meetings ourselves to really feel uh, more immersed and then collaborate in these meetings um, so that we can experience it and be able to share with others how great it feels to uh, be a part of this because sometimes you just can't come into the office and um, I think this is you will see that I mean I think we talked a lot about before around being inclusive in meetings and having these meeting healthy index and 
there's going to be opportunities to do that even more, right? So, you know, when you see in Viva or when you see uh, in Teams after you have a meeting, you know, you have the pop-ups with the surveys of how effective was this meeting, right? Uh, you're going to start seeing those immersive capabilities come in there too, right? So, you know, you can just imagine, uh, do I feel included? Do I feel engaged? Is this part of you know the whole experience um i can assure you we've done you know baby showers birthday parties town halls you know uh just concerts just internal where we've had you know really great talented uh, microsoft employees that you know have uh you know art, that are artists that you may not know of but they'll come in and do holoportation and they'll be part of these immersive experiences and put on concerts internal concerts which is really cool you know and it's just it, it is so amazing and i think until you feel that immersive experience and that connection you know um you don't know what you're missing right uh, i think this is where adoption will be really important. Obviously, not everyone can invest in headsets, right? There's a cost to that, but you know, uh, that's why we also make it available in 2D. Uh, I know we do Women of Mesh, you know, monthly meetings, we did lightning talks, you know, and we all did it in these immersive spaces. And it was so much fun, you know? We do watch parties for Ignite. And so everybody goes into the immersive space and we have the watch party and it's just, you know, uh, you feel like you're together. Yes, yes, you feel you feel like you're together. And what I also noticed, I remember much better from these immersive meetings than I remember from like, let's say, 2D video calls that, you know, we all have a lot these days. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they all come together and it all becomes one kind of big blob, all your video calls, right? But if you, if you go into these immersive meetings, um, I remember much, much better from those. And I was wondering why is that the case? And there is, in fact, uh, studies that tell us, for example, if you're, you know, use more senses the human has, like stereo-free division, spatial sound, you doing things with your hands, that actually triggers the hippocampus. And that, you know, helps with long-term memorization. So there's true value behind this. And of course, you know, a lot of folks always have this misconception, oh, like, you know, this is not going to replace it. <laughs> of course, this is not meant to replace no. the real world. This is not meant to replace in-person meetings. They're still the best. We're social animals, right? Exactly. But, but we can we can get much closer to an in-person experience when you're not able to have an in-person experience and just have video ability. And so this is the big gap that we have between in-person and video only, right? And these kind of like mesh is going to fill that space, I think. Oh, I agree. I, I agree 100%. I think you're going to see a lot more uh, around this. And, you know, when you think through digital twins, you'll start seeing companies, you know, replicate their conference rooms, right, in immersive rooms so that you feel like you're there when you join this immersive experience. You no longer feel you're at home. You're part of this conference room. Right. So, um, you know, great things on the horizon. And it's just, Ah, oh, I can't even tell you how excited I am. All right. I promise my last question, but we could talk for many, many more hours. <laughs> um, you were already hinting at one of those interesting pieces that we all are seeing with the Metaverse about interoperability. So my last question is, what are some of the challenges the Metaverse is facing for broader adoption in general, but also particularly with interoperability and what is Microsoft doing there? 
Excellent question, Renee. I mean, when I think about, you know, the metaverse, you're implying a shared environment that spans across multitude of 3D virtual worlds, right? So participants in the metaverse technically should be able to move freely in these virtual worlds, taking their identities, entitlements, and goods with them, any kind of assets, digital assets that they've earned. But this open metaverse, when you think about requiring interoperability across multiple capabilities without standards and there's going to be a flood of incompatible isolated solutions right slowing down the progression of data exchange you know i think a lot of these challenges are going to be around identity connecting individuals to actions and assets uh, definitely rendering, you know, that will require the ability to interoperate headsets. They'll need to be able to ex extend across platforms and users will need to be able to share their 3D objects across these platforms and render them at scale. And then lastly, you know, data sharing. An open metaverse is going to require a decentralized approach to sharing information across worlds. So, when you think about this, you know, Microsoft is built on an open enterprise platform for all. As I mentioned, it supports 2D, VR, AR. It's going to be uh, on Windows, Mac, Meta Oculus Quest series, uh, tablets, phones. You know, we're going to support rich and thin clients like Microsoft Teams, Mesh Applications, web browsers. So and we're really committed to this. You know, Microsoft is a founding member of the Metaverse Standards Forum, along with Epic, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, Sony, Meta. We are working with these partners to make sure that this is a reality, right? So, you know, you're just going to get, uh, I would say, the benefits of being uh, having Microsoft Mesh is really around the M365 security, compliance, privacy, and user and company data that you expect from Microsoft. So I think those are going to be really key. And I do believe those will be the differentiators for Microsoft Mesh. Yeah, fully, fully agree. Also, what you said about identity, that's definitely a big challenge and that we have this kind of decentralized identity systems in place where we can, you know, come from or, you know, join various platforms, but you you know it's actually that person because like who's 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 what, right? Who's behind an avatar? And so we need to ensure that also for safety reasons. You know, we want to create yes. a safe place for everyone. And you know, of course, you know, when you have kids and you have, and they they have technology available, like you always have to wonder is like who's behind these various names? Who's exactly. behind these usernames, right? And so I, I I'm not going to put out names there, but there's a certain <laughs> There's a certain metaverse platform that is wide open, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, on one hand, it's it's cool that we have this wild west, open anarchy kind of mode. That's cool. But on the one, on the hand, it's terrible because people get harassed in these, right? And yeah. so we gotta make sure that it's a safe place. And so I love what you said about identity, a very important aspect. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it all comes down to having a responsible metaverse, building trust, making sure there's digital safety, you know, um, that's critical. You know, I have two teenage daughters also, right? And I, I worry about that. I read the articles in, in what's happening in these open metaverses and some of these platforms. And it's scary to me to think that there's predators out there, you know, um, and so this is why 
we feel that Microsoft will truly be the differentiator in this and we're committed to that. And my team is working really closely on that. So I'm, I'm thrilled as a mother, as a consumer, as an employee to see Microsoft invest in this. Awesome. Well, Pune, I'm sure we could talk, like I said, for many more hours. <laughs> yes. uh, such, an, such a great conversation with you. Um, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights. We're all very excited about Mesh and looking much forward uh, when it becomes available uh, publicly. Um, but again, your time, very much appreciated to tell us all about it. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was such an honor. This is such an awesome podcast. So look forward to being on again, hopefully, and sharing more exciting news. Thank you, Renee. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we will do that. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for joining us for Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Uh, watch our blog, follow our social media, and, of course, you can uh, watch all previous episodes and the upcoming episodes on our website at reply.com. Until then, take care and see you soon in the Metaverse. Bye-bye.